Everyone knows the apron is the hardest part of the ring, but this is the nerdiest part of the ring. Welcome everybody, I am your host for the evening, the five-star man, Asa Gray, and joining me at this time is the Big D, Dalton Anthony. Yo! And welcome to the new episode of Nerdiest Part of the Ring, also the last episode of 2021. Um, we are going to take off the next two weeks for Christmas and for New Year, uh, and then when we come back on the 6th, January 6th, Thursday, uh, that is going to be our year-in-review show, uh, and year-end re- awards, whatever you want to call it, that's where we are going to be going over, uh, our favorite things in wrestling of the year 2021 because there was a lot of really really good stuff like i've been keeping a running tally in my uh notes doc of like promos and matches that i think could be considered and there's a, a lot like there's way too many uh at this point that i'm going to be able to go back but that's why we're, we're we're taking some time with it we can go back and revisit some stuff uh but of course we want to hear from you we want to know what your favorite who your favorite wrestler uh, what your favorite match was, your favorite promo, your favorite, uh, what I just wrote all these down and I've already forgotten them. Uh, uh the ones that we're going to cover and you don't have to, if you're going to, uh, if you want to ch- chime in on this, let us know all of them. If you want, if you really only want to talk about one or two things, do that as well. Uh, but we are going to be doing match wrestler promo tag team feud and toy. Um, so if you have a particular standout on any or all of those, Hit us up, uh, of course, over at twitter.com slash nerdiest part and let us know. Send us a DM, tag us in something. I'll keep track of all of those and then we'll read them out as we do our rundowns on the 6th. You were going to say something. I'm sorry. I completely. Uh, I don't remember what it was going to be. So you are good. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, uh, this will be the last show for then. Uh, in the meantime, though, check out, so, you know, replay some of those older episodes. Let's get our those play numbers up. Oh. We're about to hit 100. We're about to hit 100 plays total, which is super cool. Go. The, the thing I was going to say, someone was going to hear you say the last. And I just wanted somebody in the back of their head to be like, these mother only did five shows. And <laughs> they've already dumped it. <laughs> like, it's the whole I've been having a lot of moments recently where somebody will start a sentence and my brain will just start working quicker than their mouth. And that was the version of that of just like the last of 2021. I was like somebody literally just thought these guys already quit their own show. They, and they they turned it off too. They're like, you know what? I'm not getting invested. I'm done. So they just <laughs> turn off the podcast and they don't know that. No, there's going to be more. Um, but yeah. So in the meantime, though, uh, send this episode, send any other episodes, have your friends tell us what their favorite stuff of the of the year was. Uh, yeah, because, you know, we're early on. We probably shouldn't be taking two weeks off because of, you know, to hurt the algorithm, but I don't care about that. This isn't something that, you know, obviously this isn't something we're looking to become, you know, famous off of or anything like that, but... But that's, uh, that so being said, if you want to send us bags of money... Uh, oh, yeah, no, absolutely. DM me on Twitter and I'll send you an address to send it to. It won't be my address. Part, <laughs> DM, DM at nerdiest part. Don't DM Dalton. I'm honest. I'm honest. I keep an eye on you at all times. That's why I'm honest. Uh, so, anyway, that's going to do it. That's the housekeeping. Uh, hope, Obviously, hopefully you have a great holiday and new year. And we are very, very excited to see what 2022 uh, has to offer. Please, just good. If, Bring good news. I'm not, I mean, I'm, we, Asa, I'm not even hoping for good news. I'm hoping for less of a dumpster fire than 2021. <laughs> which like i'll say was almost kind of less than a dumpster fire than 2020 but like only kind some of aspects yeah only some aspects i'm hoping just overall i'm not hoping for like, good part things of it, part of it the grease fire kind of started to fade out other parts of it someone threw water on it and that just yeah made it worse so uh-huh no, we'll, that was another tiktok thing we're done with that uh-uh not, <laughs> not today satan we'll see we'll see um, but to get into the news of the week, got a handful of stories to go over some very, very good stories, some very, very sad stories. Uh, and unfortunately to start things off, uh, is a very, very sad story. Unfortunately, uh, independent wrestler, uh, TNA mainstay, that's how I know him. That's yeah. where I recognize him from. Uh, but Jimmy Rave passed away. Unfortunately, it was announced, uh, on Twitter, uh, his agent and his daughter wrote out a statement announcing that he had passed. Uh, Jimmy Rave, 
had to retire uh i want to say it was back in 2020 yeah because uh and Be- because he had to have his arm amputated it was his arm um yeah i was i couldn't yeah. remember if it was his arm or his leg but i knew he had something well, it amputated was, it was- it was it was all three. Um, so it was. This is I'm reading off of a cinema blend story here. After two decades spent winning over wrestling crowds across the world with successful runs in other promotions such as NWA, TNA, Combat Zone, Rampage, New Japan Pro Wrestling, and more, Jimmy Rave announced his retirement in November 2020 after doctors identified an infection in his left arm that resulted in the limb being amputated. In October of 2021, Rave then revealed he had to have both of his legs amputated over the summer after a MRSA diagnosis. His death was revealed by his agent, Bill Barron, through a statement written with the help of Rave's daughter, Kayla. Uh, And this one is heartbreaking to see because it was like, man, what a shit hand this dude was dealt the last couple years. Yeah. Uh, You know, between losing his arm and then losing both legs, uh just it's it's absolutely heartbreaking to see and this is someone that i know because of tna because of the rock and rave infection yeah um i was playing Fortnite with jackson uh the other night and we we talked about that and both of us at the exact same time said them him and lance hoyt watching walking out well now of course lance archer and aew Walking to the ring with the guitar here. Oh guitars. God! It was so good. It was so damn good. <laughs> just the coolest, like the funniest thing, because they were just these. One, it was basically like it, it. kind of reminded me of you know the best comparison to make if you haven't seen it is three uh, MB of just these like total wannabe tryhard rocker douches. Uh that but the 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 guitar hero guitars that they used as weapon like uh it was just it it was super funny it was super entertaining that was always something that stuck out to me um and then of course people who uh but jimmy rave has been a mainstay and an incredibly important person in the independent wrestling scene especially in i believe the georgia area um and the south just in general yeah uh this is someone who it, it, I don't and I don't mean to I don't do this lightly and I'm and I'm not trying to be like insensitive, but the the reaction to Jimmy Rave's passing really reminds me of when Brody Lee passed away because you have all of this outpouring of just love and these great stories of, you know, oh, this is what Jimmy Rave did for me. This is what he means to me. And it's one of those things where it's like, no one's saying a bad word, which obviously, like, if, if you did, you would be a colossal just piece of shit at this point. Um, but, like, it seems like he was universally just loved and respected. Yeah, and I don't want to say it's good to see that, because at the end of the day, I would much rather just, like, see that person still living um Mm -hmm. that being said if i i am happy that he's not suffering anymore like i don't know the pain of not having arm like your arm removed or both legs removed but like that can't be a fucking joyride even a little bit especially with somebody that made their money with their body and just to have your body just give you the proverbial middle finger and start failing you like that has to be a physical nightmare and an emotional nightmare yeah, I can't. I can't imagine that, and it's just, and, for, and it's for, especially for it to happen in like such a short amount of time. Yeah, because it was. So, I mean, just like you said, it was all. It was a year. No, it was less than a year. It was November to October. It was right under a year. Yeah. Like that shit has to be just a nightmare, and like so. And if for somebody that was universally loved, like not saying I want this to happen to a shit bag, but like. For it to be somebody like that, like, of course, it's somebody that has been just relatively good in the wrestling community. This is the hand that got dealt. And it just sucks. Yeah. No, that's it's it's the worst. It just everything about it is heartbreaking. So but our thoughts are in prayers and love and, and just condolences go to uh, his family and friends and and anybody who he made an impact on and it seems like that is a great number of people uh i don't know if you if you caught it on i don't i say caught it like it was like this little easter egg uh but on nxt priscilla kelly wore uh 
the rave approved oh yeah shirt which was nice to see so because like when Brody lee passed obviously more people know who that is just because just by the nature of him working with wwe for so long yeah like that's just a numbers game um where it was like this wasn't even you know not as many people would have known who jimmy rave is but you still saw just a huge outpouring of support which again like like you said like obviously it's the worst case but you know it is very nice to see in such a difficult time uh and then you sent a message while we were talking about that to to mention because i i the reason I didn't already have it on the list was because I still haven't read it. Uh, but Amanda Huber wrote an article about her uh, late husband, John. Yeah, I think it's on the very, very. I think it was on the Player Tribune. Um, mm-hmm. It was it is a very like loving article. It was also very honest um, about like she went into the beginnings of their relationship, like how he was as a person about how like having the uh, Brody Jr. And like how that changed his life and. It was very much, she very much told the journey of this man's life, pretty much from the age of 20 to his passing. And it is a really good read, um, but it is, it's going to be rough. Like, nothing, like, scandalous, but we know what happens. She very much opens up with what happened in more detail than what we've gotten before, and it's just really hard to hear. Like, she goes through the whole, like, yeah, he had his dog collar match and he was going to take some time off because he wasn't feeling well. And then he just got sick. And it was, like, a super steep decline. Like, it, so his last match was October 6th. And he was in probably the best shape of his life at that point. Um, and he passed away two months and 20 days later, I think. Yeah, because it was December 26th. Yeah. So he went from, like, one of the best shapes of his life to that. Where he, I think she, because I, I haven't read the whole thing just because it's, like, I have not been emotionally prepared oh, to read this. Cause I was give, because it, I was giving you updates while I was reading it, being like, well, I cried. And then about four minutes later, it's like, and it just started hitting again. Yeah, so, and I was at work, and I, and I, I can't. I, I can't put myself in that kind of state while I'm at work. Yeah. Because uh, I that, that, I just can't do it. Um, I fully intend on reading it. I uh, wanted to read it from before, like, before the show. But it, I still, like, even being at home, I'm just like, I know that this is going to emotionally wreck me. So I'm just going to hold off on it for right now. So I, I'll probably have it, you know, I'll read it here soon. But I, so that's, I just haven't gotten to it. But I have seen um, bits and pieces that people have shared like on twitter and and social media and one of them was that like yeah he went from being in the best shape of his life to like having lost over a hundred pounds he uh by by the end there and it was just like even if he had survived like that kind like that he i don't i don't think we were ever going to see brody wrestle again no and so it's just like that just how sudden and how extreme uh the disease hit him is just it's it's terrifying and heartbreaking and like i just i feel i just i i feel so one sorry for her and 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 the kids because i I, again that's something i just i can't imagine watching someone go through um because even like losing paul to cancer it was much more gradual um because like i that was pretty sudden because that was September to December, but he'd also been sick before that. Yeah. Uh, when he first got diagnosed with diabetes, his doctor flat out told him, I was genuinely expecting to see cancer because he lost a ton of weight. He had no energy. Like it was, he was in very, very rough shape and he was slowly kind of getting, you know, not back to normal because once he lost all that weight, he never really put it back on because he also had a lot of muscle because Paul was a big dude. Um, but like from that into the, the the diagnosis that he ended up getting before he passed, like it, it's kind of like and I'm an adult. Yeah. And this is a man that I have seen since I was in second grade um, who has always been larger than life and just kind of like, you know, not like a superhero, but like if I was built like Paul. I would be wrestling somewhere 
no question in my mind. Yeah, and from what like because uh, I've met Paul, I met Paul a few times before the diabetes, and if you were built mm-hmm. like Paul, I would be putting you over every time. I'd be <laughs> like, I'm losing to that guy, right? Like I'm never pinning <laughs> that dude. Yeah. Um, but so like, but he was always someone, you know, that I looked up to and this is, boy, this is not a conversation I thought that was going to come up. Yeah, I know. Um, I want you to know that you can turn this train <laughs> around whenever the hell you want. Cause if we're, we're if, getting ready to, yeah, no, it's, it, we're, we're good. Um, but, uh, it, but seeing him go from that to, to how it, you know, from when he lost all that weight, it was very jarring and it was like, oh man, this is, this is weird. I can't imagine being a little kid. And only seeing your dad as this over-the-top superhero. Not only, because that's that's not what I meant. But to a say, bit, but, but like, a big part of seeing your dad like, because like, I mean, from all accounts, uh, Brody Lee spent as much time with his family as possible. Like that's the mm-hmm. man. This has really become a Brody. He Lee would drive. He would drive, drive instead home. of fly because he could see his his family for two more hours that way. So yeah. like, so, his family got to see him more than I would say most would. Um, but mm-hmm. like from all accounts, Brody Jr., huge wrestling kid and like, yeah, yeah his dad was his superhero. There's no, there's no doubt about mm-hmm. it. His dad was his, or I mean, still is his superhero. And to see that like, and it was sudden. Cause again, it was what? Two months. That's 60 days, 86 days mm-hmm. or 80, 80 days. Like, mm-hmm. in that short of a time, like, seasons last longer than that. Yeah. And it's... it's so, and, and I also just want to shout out, too, because, like, one of the things that we already knew, but she, I know she mentioned more in the article, um, was Cody Rhodes and Big E, like, being there <laughs> to have that, like, to have those conversations. Just, I, again, that's something, like, I can't imagine having to sit down with a kid and, and having to explain that. So, um, but yeah, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a fantastic read by all accounts. Uh, I'm going to probably not tonight, uh, but at some point I will have read it and, uh, I encourage everybody go. And also I do want to, you know, big shout out to AEW for bringing her on as the community outreach person, as well as, you know, the way that they've treated negative one, uh, both on TV, on the internet, on the like vlogs, it's yeah. all just because like, it's AEW for one didn't even have like the they could have wrote a check after that show and just been done with it. Like after the memorial show, um, right at the beginning of uh, 2021, they could have wrote that family a check and been like, you know what, great worker, he was an amazing part of our locker room, but I, they didn't, and they really wouldn't even have had to write a check. AEW was not at fault at all. It's not like the Owen Hart situation. Like, mm-hmm. uh, just a very freak disease happened to this man. Um, AEW decided to be good people. They signed um, Amanda to the outreach. Um, Brody is under contract. Like, Brody Jr. is under contract, kind of. Which is, like, mm-hmm. neat. Um, and, like, they put him in the uh, GM game. Did you hear about yeah. that? They put him in the GM game. Did I tell you how they did? I now I, I played the game a little bit, but I never got to him. Did I? Did they? Did you hear how they did his stats? No, I just saw that. I just is it, are they all negative one? No, or is he like all maxed out? They were gonna give him like uh, I think Aubrey because she's the one that does like the work on that game. She was like, mm-hmm. I gave him the stats I would have given his dad. Oh no! Yeah, okay. I was like, oh well, you just made it to where I can't play that game. Oh. Yeah. Oh, uh, wow. but like, yeah, but what's important is uh, AEW saw this and they like also, and we've talked about this a whole lot. The fact that they kept all this quiet, we are dropping like eight stories now because of this Brody Lee moment. But, um, like we, they kept it quiet. Like nobody knew. Yeah. Like there's so many things that AEW did with this that was so fucking respectful and in a world where we don't see that anymore, like we like, and I'm not shitting on these people, but when we have like the Dave Meltzer's and the Sean Ross Sapp, it's hard to th- keep things quiet in the wrestling world. Mm-hmm. This is probably the most important thing to keep keep quiet, and they did it. I think we all knew that Brody Lee was taking time off, and that's all. Like we knew, th- there were rumors that he was that he was sick. 
Mm. Like there, but it was a, but like, it was just like, no, there, 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 there's something up. We don't know what it is. We don't know if he, or not that he was sick. There was rumors he was injured because of the amount of time that it was taken off. They kind of like people started to expect him back on TV. Uh, and there were the rumors that, you know, oh, and because that's kind of how the COVID rumors started. Cause this was still when Peak people COVID. were taking COVID super serious, yeah. um, and so there was, you know, oh, what, what if he had, you know, did he get COVID? So they had to say, they, like they said, no, it, it is not COVID. Um, it's, I think it, at a certain point they did mention like it isn't a COVID, it is a non-COVID illness is what they did eventually have to kind of like say placeholder, but we didn't know how bad it was. And like, I know that's something that CM Punk like specifically said because, and you know, Daniel Bryan mentioned the tribute show. Um, but like CM Punk flat out saying like that says a lot about the locker room that that did not get out. Yeah. And it's just in to end it like with the AW praise, like every choice they made about this whole situation was the right one. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't have to put these people on retainer in their company. They chose to do that. They chose mm-hmm. to give these people a job and a platform and to honor the person that honestly like. I did not know how I felt about Brody Lee going into AEW until he got there. I was like, all right, WWE guy, like, I'll see what they do. And then, then, like, they just let Brody Lee do what he wanted to, and he just knocked it out of the park. And Mm -hmm. they're honoring, like, one of the coolest stars in their first year, which, again, granted, their first year was mainly COVID time because they started in October 2019. Um, Or Dynamite did, at least. And it's... Like, it's really sweet to see. And, I, like, if you get a chance, read that article. I read through it. Uh, it's a it's a dick punch after dick punch after dick punch. Because, like, even the sweet stuff, like, when you know what's... It's like watching that Titanic. You know how it's going to end. So, like, you see all these really sweet things and you're like, I know where this is going and it sucks. But, like, it's a good read. Um, and, like, I'm just, like, I'm super upset we lost Brody Lee. But I'm super happy that he is was honored accordingly and is still being honored accordingly. If that makes yeah. sense. No, yeah, it does. And it, yeah, like you said, AEW is doing a fantastic job with both his memory and just, you know, them treating the family that way, which also says a lot about Amanda as well, because you know, it's, she is, she was like very well liked and loved, you know, by the people at that company anyway. Yeah. And so they wanted to go out of their way to, to do that for her. But like you said, there was no obligation to it. So uh, but yeah, so uh, check out that article um, again, because that the one year anniversary is coming up here in 10 days. So uh, of his passing. So uh, check out that article. Uh, it's really great. And also, um, again, condolences to uh, Jimmy Raven, his family, because that's how we got onto this train. Uh, next up is a little bit of good news coming out of a really terrible situation. Uh, uh, Tommaso Ciampa announced that he is kind of spearheading a uh, charity event um, to benefit the families and the victims of what happened in Waukesha, uh, Wisconsin. Uh, I don't know if you have seen this, Dalton, um, but some during their Christmas parade last month, uh, someone drove through it and it ended up killing like six people. It injured like 40 others. Like it was really, really terrible thing to happen. Um and uh champa took to twitter and uh i'm just gonna read the whole thing from his twitter my wife was born and raised in milwaukee wisconsin it's where we brought it's where we bought our first home and started our family with willow regardless of where life takes me wisconsin will always be my home away from home i am deeply saddened by the tragic event that took place at this year's annual waukesha and i'm not 100 percent sure i'm saying i'm pronouncing that correctly that's how i heard it on the news report that i saw but uh the waukesha christmas parade with the help of everyone at NXT, we will be auctioning off 10 event-used items from War Games 2021. All proceeds go directly to the United for Waukesha Community Fund. To view and bid on items, simply go to eBay and search We Are NXT Waukesha. Thank you. And then the black heart emoji. Uh, and then on that last tweet, he has pictures of the items that are being walk- uh, auctioned off. Uh, Braun Breaker is holding a chunk of table, uh, as well as Cora Jade is holding another chunk of table. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez has a chair. Uh, Champa and Gargano are holding the crutch, and all of these are just covered. All of these are covered in signatures, by the way. Oh, that's awesome! Um, 
yeah uh kyle o'reilly's holding up one of his, sh- his heel hook shirt that has signatures on it uh pete dunn has a war games t-shirt that you can barely tell is black there's so many signatures on it uh champa holding up a lid uh trash can lid that's all dented in because this is stuff that was used in the match yeah uh mandy rose holding up a signed t-shirt uh gargano holding up a war games poster and then uh malcolm bivens holding up a uh diamond mine shirt so i don't know if i didn't check to see if these items are still up for auction i don't know how long it's going he posted this back on the 14th so that was just two days ago uh it wouldn't surprise me if at least some of these were either haven't hit auction yet or um were still up so if you're if you're wanting to score some really cool one-of-a-kind nxt merch and help a really good cause uh you can are you looking that up yeah Okay, thank you. I was going to say, this is a good way to do it, um, and Dalton will let us know here as soon as he sees if anything is still uh, available to bid on. Uh, Next story is uh, Matt Hardy did a Twitch stream where he commented on Jeff's condition uh, the other day, and I have a uh, summary here from F4W Online uh, by Ethan Renner, and I'm just going to read... the the highlights here that he posted uh matt hardy took to twitch tonight with a promise to address the status of brother jeff hardy who was released by wwe last week also this was posted on december 13th uh during the stream matt repeatedly stated that he is not worried about jeff and stated that wwe quote may have jumped the gun in releasing jeff hardy was sent home after a wwe house show in edinburgh texas on december 4th and his release was announced on december 9th And then the following are quotes directly from Matt Hardy. Before anyone rushes to judgment, obviously they, WWE, drug tested him after all this stuff. Wait until you hear the results of that, and when that comes back clean, then hopefully people will feel better about it, Matt said. They felt like they were backed into a corner because of his history. Even though they may have jumped the gun with this a little bit, they made a decision and it is what it is. Uh, Matt also said WWE asked Jeff to go to rehab, but Jeff refused because he did not think he needed to go, and I don't think he did either, said Matt. Jeff is in the best place I have seen him in a very long time, said Matt. As far as the details of what went down on that evening and in that match, I've talked with Jeff. I feel good about everything he said, and that's Jeff's story to share, and he told me he will when he's ready to. Also on the stream, Matt and Rebby Hardy said that they have talked to Jeff about starting a Twitch channel and doing music and art streams. Matt also said that Jeff was excited to start doing cameo video messages and that the two would like to do more Final Deletion style matches together. Um, I truly, truly want to believe that that's true. That it was an isolated incident and that, you know, hard drugs aren't involved and you know wwe basically told him hey you need to you need to go to rehab and it ultimately wasn't necessary and that because of you know i think even someone pointed out i'd seen that on the uh austin the smoking skull sessions he did he even mentioned he's on his second strike so like if something uh if something were to go wrong then you know they would he would be fired anyway so him not him not accepting the rehab offer was you know that final was that final strike um i you know again i don't think it's i i don't think it's safe to like speculate on stuff and i don't think that's healthy um but just you know obviously we we want the best for him we want him to be healthy and happy and okay first and foremost you know i there we i've seen i don't know if you've seen them or not but there have been like teases on twitter about like the young bucks versus the Hardys again and and things like that and it's just like i would like to believe that with all of the the good things that aew has done and the way that they treat their talent and how serious they take you know matters that they wouldn't just like get starstruck at the idea of having the Hardy boys in AEW so that they would not concern themselves with Jeff's health and safety just to do a match. We know WWE would, we've seen that before. We know impact would, or well, that's not fair. We know TNA did. Yeah. Uh, I won't say that impact would necessarily. Um, so, 
that's where I'm at of it's just like I I if we never if I never get to see Jeff Hardy wrestle again, but because that's what's good for him, then cool. Yeah. I um so very interesting I pulled up and I mean it's been the big news for the last week and a half of wrestling so it's not like surprising they talked about it but Conrad mm-hmm. tops his podcast with uh, Eric Bischoff 83 weeks um Eric Bischoff if you remember was the gentleman in the ro- in the ring that told Jeff Hardy and Sting end it quick yep Eric Bischoff is very familiar with that situation and mm-hmm. he was like and he he very much parroted the same sentiment for the beginning of what you said, whereas you're like, man, you hope it's not hard drugs. You hope that it was just a bad, like, rough night. But then he also said, um, I hope the best for him, but I don't want to see him wrestling again. He's like, he needs yeah. to get away from this business, something fierce. Now, I'm I'm in the mind of two, the, the mind of a camp of, I need to know what that drug test looks like. Um, and, but the issue of it is with HIPAA violations and everything being what it is, which is good. That's not me being a dick. Like if that test isn't clean, there's no way we'll ever find out about it. If it's a clean yeah. test, we'll find out about it because Jeff Hardy will disclose that or Matt Hardy will disclose that. But if it's dirty, I mean, WWE can't be like, look, we had a bad drug or we had a failed drug test from jeff hardy and he went to aew so they're irresponsible you do that you break so many laws so mm-hmm. i think the wwe was backed into a corner on a lot of different stances and i'm not upset with wwe as much if it except for the fact that i feel like the like you said the relapse story was in poor taste they still chose to do that you still have the usos on tv fairly regularly like it's really weird what WWE picks and chooses to die on. And this is one of the ones where I'm like, I get it. But are you telling me that that's the worst case situation? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they picked yeah. a hill to die on. There's a lot of hills they can die on. This is the one they picked. And honestly, I don't care the name value of whatever superstar. If Roman Reigns decides to get fucked up on whatever... Not saying that Jeff Hardy was fucked up. I'm literally just saying. If right. Roman Reigns decides to get, to get fucked up on whatever and then wrestle a match and he hurts somebody or he hurts himself, but I'm going to say more importantly, he hurts somebody else, first class ticket fired. Mm-hmm. Because you, or you released Jeff Hardy for not hurting anybody, which was good, but walking out of a show looking messed up on something, like... They have now made a precedent. And unfortunately for WWE, and this is the one time I'll say unfortunately, they made a precedent with one of the biggest stars in wrestling history. Because Jeff Hardy doesn't have normal fans. He's like the one wrestler that like only has super fans. And like you made your precedent with somebody like Jeff Hardy. Now granted it wasn't Jeff Hardy from 10 years ago, but you still made the same precedent 10 years ago. I mean, they kind of did 10 years. That's what I'm saying, yeah. They did 10 years. Like, they keep making the precedent with this guy who is somehow damn near bulletproof when it comes to this shit. Um, Which is, like, good and bad depending on how you look at it. Um, Like, you now have a precedent. So, Jeff Hardy should be treated the exact same way that they are. I mean, the Usos should be treated the same way that you treat Jeff Hardy now. Jimmy should, at least. I think Jay's been good for a good long while, but, like... You have other people on the roster that seem more problematic, and like they're very picky and choosy with how they're doing things. It's it looks like to to an outsider. I think the difference is like so. Like I I don't think your I don't know if your Roman Reigns comparison holds water. Just because if it was like if it was explicitly Roman Reigns or Seth Rollins or like you know just name a top guy, yeah, the New Day, none of them have a history with it. Granted, if they if it if it happened and they did hurt somebody, there should absolutely I do think they should be fired. But I don't necessarily think it's because of like the Jeff Hardy thing, just because of you know, unfortunately, that is the reputation and the history that Jeff Hardy has. Yeah. Um. So that so that, I I, I kind of don't I don't think that's necessarily a one to one. Um. But like, but I think the the Usos one is the one that's more, and I think that's because. Alcohol is seen as such like a non-drug, even though it is. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, it is, yeah. 
like alcohol is so can be so incredibly dangerous if it's not you know to handle if you're if you don't know what you're doing or that sounds like you're handling heavy equipment like i mean if you don't know how to shit. handle your booze and yeah you, and you let it get and you let it to become to develop a problem then yeah absolutely um but it's but it's legal so who cares yeah um i don't know it's just it it i, I do think that jeff hardy put wwe in a difficult position here um i think that uh, also i do want to take just a quick second because there was like a weird conspiracy theory floating around that he did this intentionally so that wwe would fire him so he could get out of his contract early that's batshit stupid yeah because that's so fucking stupid. if you if, and that's borderline <laughs> irresponsible to like actually put out there as legitimate yeah because again this is the same company that i will not be surprised i mean the the we're going back to Brody Lee. The Luke Harper joke of, oh, well, they just tacked that person's injury onto his to Luke Harper's contract because that's what they were doing to that guy. Oh, yeah, no, that's not a joke. That's what they did. Well, like, no, 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 but we, were, but we were doing the joke of, oh, um, oh, I can't even think. Scott Dawson got hurt. Well, they just tacked that onto Luke Harper's contract. That was a joke we made on this oh, show. That, well, on PWU. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. So, like, WWE do things like that. I made a joke to Sadie of just, like, man, it's, I'm really happy that Johnny and Candace, like, are having a baby, but it's going to be super unfortunate whenever Candace wants to go wherever Johnny's at and they tack nine months onto Candace's contract because they were like, well, you weren't working, so you, we're just going to make that extra time on your contract up. Because, like, we've seen WWE not do it with pregnancy, and that's very much a joke, but we've seen them do it with other mm-hmm. things. If WWE were trying to, WWE gains nothing from letting go of Jeff Hardy. I mean, minus getting no. rid of the liability. Like getting rid of the liability is a really big net positive for them. But any legally, yes. <laughs> any any other reason, like, well, now he can because go. Because he was still, he was still hilariously over. And he always will be, Asa. That's what I'm. That's what I was saying about he's bulletproof. No, yeah, I know. Like, and I, and I was agreeing with you because he is. He's like he is eternally just perpetually super over. And he was. And it, it seemed like if if you watch SmackDown, it seemed like he was being primed to be Roman Reigns' next feud. Yeah. So, woof, man. So like, like uh, I'll say it in two two senses. Um, I'll I'll just. If Jeff Hardy is totally clean and there's no problems and everything is good and it was just a bad night that everybody was backed into a corner they didn't like, I hope Jeff Hardy finishes out his career as happy as can be. If if he is on anything, I don't ever want to see him wrestle again because that guy needs to get his life together. Because he has kids, like, there's more important things than a wrestling ring. Yeah. And the what Jeff Hardy has is more important than what's in a wrestling ring. Um, so that's that's how I feel about it. If he's good, I can't wait for him to be in AEW. If he's not good, I don't ever want him stepping in a ring again. And I feel like that's two polar opposites, but that's how I feel about it at this point. No, yeah, I mean, and that's all. That's all you can do is just kind of hope for the best for him. And it's, I don't think that anyone would disagree with the idea of. Oh yeah, no, I don't, I don't want him to be okay. Also, well, I mean, if you do, if you think like I don't care about him, just ma- I want to see the Hardy Boys again. Uh, go fuck yourself. Yeah, I don't know how you found us, but you ain't welcome. Uh, uh, we have at our old show, <laughs> we had a really good uh, just running trend of making sure that people that like just like no, nah, you don't have to listen to us if that's how you feel. We're not no, for yeah. you. One hundred percent. Speaking of people who can go fuck themselves, Hannibal Blood Hunter. Fuck that dude. Fuck himself with a rusty spike. Um, Because we're not going to talk about him. Because he's not important. He is an irrelevant piece of shit who should never be in a wrestling ring ever again. Probably shouldn't be breathing free air if I'm being 100% honest with how I feel. Uh, But that's neither here nor there. Um, But a few days ago, he was involved in a assault, uh, borderline attempted murder of a referee um, at a wrestling show. And that referee sustained very, very serious injuries, including rupturing an artery in his head and uh, blood infection. Uh, and if you want to, su- if you want to support, uh, you can go to GoFundMe. Uh, in the name of the uh, the name of the campaign for his uh, medical bills is Help Lando with medical expenses. 
and I'm just going to read the actual uh, headline of their uh, hello, everyone. My good friend and referee Lando Del Toro was involved in a spot last night at a wrestling show where it involved him getting stabbed multiple times in the head with a spike as Hannibal Bloodhunter went crazy and just would not stop. In the video, which I will not link in here for privacy purposes, Lando was bleeding out in the ring as it was happening. He had surgery to repair the torn artery, but unfortunately, Lando has had multiple visits to the hospital due to the incident. Uh, they are currently at $8,260 raised of the $10,000 goal. Uh, if you know anything about the American healthcare system, I am willing to bet money that that uh, $10,000 goal is just scratching the surface. That of what he's going to end up having to owe. GoFundMe will be able to uh, pay for one aspirin. Um, yeah. Because it's... I'm waiting on my ER bill, and I'm, like, just bracing myself. I'm terrified of that thing. Um, uh, I can't imagine, like, the actual... And, like, the, the picture... Granted... When you if you go if you do go to the GoFundMe, which again if you if you have the the means, uh, please please do, but uh, the the picture on there is very very graphic and very very scary. Yeah. And what happened to him, absolutely should not have ever happened. And, and it's just it's it's disgusting and it's heartbreaking. I and so if anybody that listens that aren't super familiar with him, I'm a local guy in this area that we're from. So whenever I talk about like my experiences in the ring and how I feel about wrestling, like this is from a nobody in Southeast Missouri that wrestles twice a month. Um, but I do take what I do seriously when I do it. And there's, I was talking to some people um, a, a couple weeks ago about, we all sign a social contract when we step into that ring. And, the contract is we all leave the same way we entered it. Um, now, that doesn't always happen. Accidents happen. But I, I make it a point to say there's no reason to try to actually hurt somebody in that ring. Um, minor or major. And to see somebody just fucking abuse that is gross. Um, I don't know anything about the show that was on. Um, I would like, I would really hope to get a follow-up story with... That guy got the fuck kicked out of him whenever he got to the back. Because... Uh, no, but I do know... So, I've seen two stories. Uh, one was the actual referee in the match. Not the one that, like, the the angle one. Uh, he apparently was having words with Hannibal. Hannibal tried to start shit with him. And uh, MLW Jacob Fatu. Like, <laughs> that motherfucker... Didn't even- apparently he didn't know what happened but he immediately was just like you know this he he kind of got in between them and and, uh stood up for him uh and then also whenever they called the cops because they did call the police uh kevin sullivan yes that kevin sullivan uh told the dude to kayfabe the cops ah so fuck kevin sullivan yeah so also fuck kevin sullivan because all right Uh, so yeah really quick though going back to what i said like Man, it's really disgusting when somebody just chooses to try to hurt somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand being stiff for stiff's sake. Sometimes, like, I've been in matches where sometimes we just kind of agree that we're going to hit a little harder. But I have never, nor, like, trying to actually fucking shoot hurt somebody is disgusting. And, like, doing it with a knife, like, yes, we all got so much entertainment value out of that new Jack dark side of the ring. It was hands down second for second, the most entertaining dark side of the ring we've gotten, but also, and I can't say this enough, fuck new Jack a little bit. And by a little bit, I mean a lot of bit. Cause like he made a like myth of himself for trying to hurt people. And it was never okay. It wasn't okay in 98. It's not okay in 2021. And like, honestly, I hope the cops like go and they fucking find this guy and arrest him because he tried to fucking kill somebody like, and in a sport or in however you feel about wrestling in this medium of entertainment, like everything we do can like potentially end our lives. So why would you try to end somebody else's life intentionally? Now I'm not saying the dude was trying to kill the ref, but what he was doing was, but he could have intent is meaningless there. Yeah. Because he very easily could have, yeah, I mean you're I mean you're fucking with breaking someone's skin with what was it scissors or a spike? It was a spike. It was a spike. Okay, cuz I've seen scissors too, but like well not in that video. I've just seen scissors used in matches. Mm-hmm. Um ugh. but like you're like 
it's weird to say because like in wrestling everything we do is like not normal for the human body but when you're intentionally taking that past a certain level with somebody that's not agreeing to it all the way and you're taking extra liberties with it that's an extra fuck you to me because like accidents happen especially when you fuck with things like that when you do spikes and light tubes and shit like that like things are just bound to happen and it's really hard to blame somebody one way or the other but when you're able to take away all like take away all doubt of blame and just be like no that guy was trying to hurt him that's an extra fuck you because it's this whole like it's it's a fucking black eye to wrestling and this is something that we yeah. both love so much and that's what makes it infuriating to me of i and, and, and you're not tough whenever you're in you when no! someone is in a situation where they're letting you like okay now you're gonna hit me you're not a tough guy for actually hitting them it's what we talked about on pw when sexy star uh dislocated or broke or tore rosemary's shoulder because she put her in a legitimate MMA hole, like an art legit arm breaker. Yeah. Because she fed her her arm. She didn't win a prize fight and like outmaneuver her opponent. She took something that was freely given to her and took advantage of it. And yeah. It's just there's no, but there, there there's no to me there's no forgiving that. Like that's it's, no it's no it's thing. it's disgusting. Dude should be barred forever. So, but moving on because I'm sick of talking about that dude. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, but yeah, go donate to the. Uh, uh, it is the, let me scroll back up, help Lando with medical expenses. I'll put a link to it in the uh, show notes of this episode as well. So you'll have an easy link there. Uh, contract news uh, in a, a sentence that we really haven't said in a while, it seems like. Kevin Owens has officially re-signed with the WWE, uh, according to uh, Wrestling Observer. Uh, he is signed for... Uh, three years to 2024 and he is getting anywhere from two to three million dollars a year and he seems to be very happy he, he's happy there he's doing what's best for his family he did all of the insane pwg roh body destroying stuff and now he's getting paid for it and honestly <laughs> we we talked about it i would been i would have been very excited to see mount rushmore on aew uh, that would have been cool as hell, but uh, hell yeah! Like, uh, yeah, I mean, no, I'm, just, I'm happy for him, and it is if he's happy, that's what's important. Yeah, um, I do hope that he he had a no cut clause, uh, because I mean, really, that's worst case like worst case scenario is Nick Khan sees wait we signed who for how much bye bye sorry budget cuts uh. And then he gets to go to AEW anyway, uh, while also pocketing whatever amount of money he earned in that time. You said two uh, to three. While he was still signed, you said two to three a year. Two to three million a year I, is what uh, is what the uh, Wrestling Observer uh, is reporting. I anyway, hope that the if they're going to release him, I hope Nick Khan doesn't catch it for at least a year. Um. Oh yeah, let him, get, let him get a couple cool mil <laughs> yeah. in, and then, yeah. I also loved how you said he seems happy, and I'm gonna be like for two to three million dollars a year. I bet he's really happy. Like <laughs> no shit, Asa. He is happier than literally. And this is not a fat joke. He is happier than pig and shit right now because he's like. I got him for two to three million a year. He's like best case scenario, they'll pay. Worst case scenario. They'll pay me. <laughs> like it's one of those words. Like, of course he's happy, and I'm not make. I'm not shitting on you. It's just funny how you said it to me. No, I said. Well, and th- the reason I said he seems happy is because obviously, you know, we don't. We know don't know. Firsthand. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Say, I'm not just gonna say. Yeah, he loves it. No, I just meant. And I just meant he's happy at the company. Yeah. Um, I do imagine the group chat, and this is this is <laughs> something I saw on Twitter of just like, dude, imagine the group chat of just like, hey, let's make our Twitter bios uh match like it's him in the bucks yeah of like hey let's make our twitter bios match so and that'll probably get me like an extra 500k yeah well it's the whole like it's the <laughs> kevin nash scott hall thing where uh they go to wcw on favored nation so they weren't under contract yet mm-hmm. and um like the next like two weeks after the first like run-ins where they're still in like the jeans and the really weird striped shirts from the 90s like they get pulled into the production van and they're showing them uh that like because wwe is like we're gonna have diesel and razor ramon on next week and they sign them to like an extra 100 grand because of it they're like we'll give you an extra 100 grand and then fake diesel and fake like it's one of those where like text message things were in the back but like man it would have been a flex for kevin nash to call jr and have been like hey thanks 
you just made me an yeah. extra 100k because it's, it's one of those that you're probably absolutely right it was probably one of those like after kevin owens signed that deal if they're if they're on talking terms which you'd almost assume they'd have to be like the, where the bucks were like you're welcome we did that yeah. for you <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, I, but it's exciting for Kevin Owens. Like, I, honestly, like I am kind of happy to see, like, obviously Mount Rushmore and AEW would be great. Um, I think the matches that he would have in AEW would probably be better just from that, the in-ring style between the two companies. But that said, I think he does really, really well in WWE. I'm loving his current stuff where he's just like, no, you think I'm a scumbag. I'm a show you a scumbag. Because he plays that character so perfectly. We have seen him be in whatever company he's been in, and he's played that role of total piece of shit. He's so good at it. I th- and it's like, between him and Adam Cole, it, it it seems to be like the nicest people are the best at being just total assholes. And it's one of those, like, I can't say this for Adam. As a character. Uh, I can't say this for Adam Cole as much. But, like, we've also seen Kevin Owens and Kevin Steen, well, not Kevin Steen as much, but definitely Kevin Owens, be, like, one of the most sympathetic baby faces. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those where it's, like, he is, he will probably go down as one of the most underrated workers of this generation. Because it's it's Kevin Owens. We all know he's great. But when you really, like, stop and look at it, like, they'd be like, his heel work was amazing. Go back and check his other work where he wasn't, a, like, a bad guy. Like, mm-hmm. He is just, you could just stop at Kevin Owens is good. Yes. Yeah. That's where he's at. He, he can literally do anything. And he, like, his moveset, like, is just good enough to work both sides of it. It's really, like, ah, I love him. I love him so much. And I'm super bummed he's not going to AEW. But if that, if that dude's making two to three mil a year, good for him. Cause my philosophy is, Make your money, boo-boo. That is, will always be my answer. As long as you are not hurting anybody or doing anything bad, always make your money. And that's what that dude's doing right now. Yeah. And so if you're going to release him, do it at least a year or two in so he gets to make a couple of those mil. And let him have some fun in uh, Florida with his buddies. Like. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, but, uh, and also just to kind of tie into that, it has been confirmed that both Johnny Gargano and Kyle O'Reilly are no longer with WWE. Their contracts have officially expired. They have not. They did not re-sign long-term deals. So, uh, just a little throw that out there. You can hit them up on pro wrestling tees. At least Johnny, I can't say for Kyle yet, but Johnny definitely. Yep, and Johnny has a, t- a Twitch channel too. Um, couple. We're not going to spend as much time on some of these as I would like. Um, Brody King has allegedly signed with AEW. Um, the T. I don't. If you saw the video from excuse me, from Wednesday with the House of Black stuff and you're no longer just a king, like, duh. Um, but uh, Bodyslam.net has reported in an exclusive that a- uh, AEW has signed uh, Brody King officially and that he will be debuting soon. Um, so that's cool. I you... they are, they're the, they're the P- him and Malachi Black are the PWG tag team champions, aren't they? Yeah, right now? yeah they are. Yeah, so... That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I kind of hope they do bring in Julia Hart into the fold after he missed it her. So like maybe something will happen there too. Uh, I am. I'm all in. I'm very excited. Yeah. I, I can't wait to see this. But uh, if you're not familiar Brody, with Brody King, uh, familiarize yourself. This dude's amazing. So good. He was most recently in ROH, um, which of course now that they released everyone from their contracts. Uh, so now he is free game. But I am very, very excited to see what they do with this House of Black stuff because, like, it's that edge lordy weird. There's lore, and I love me some lore. Uh, in ver- also very, very unexpected news, Shibata is officially going to wrestle at Wrestle Kingdom 16 Night One, uh, which is January 4th. Um, I personally have mixed feelings on this. It's the Daniel Bryan thing. It's the Daniel Bryan thing. It's the Daniel Bryan thing, except Daniel Bryan, we didn't watch him almost die. That's true. We did almost watch Shibata, right? Yeah. We did not. Shibata, his injuries seem to be way more extreme than Daniel Bryan. And I'll be honest, and and I don't mean this to sound crass or morbid or rude um, or disrespectful. I never got the vibe that Daniel Bryan would be cool with dying in the ring. 
I think he would do whatever it took to wrestle. But I think ultimately, if it came down to it and someone looked him in the eye and said, if you wrestle again, you will die. And WWE said, no, we're not going to let you wrestle again because you'll die. I think that he would have been, oh, you know, you know what? Okay, I get it because we saw him do it. Shibata, which clearly I'm not saying that he's not healthy enough to wrestle. I don't know that. I have to think that New Japan would not let him do it if he wasn't 100% totally okay with it. But what I do truly believe in my heart of hearts is that Shibata is someone who is 100% okay with dying in the ring. He does give off that vibe. And boy, and, and granted, that might just be because he is the best wrestling character in the world. Like, that, I'm, I, I will give him that because I do. I'm a huge fan of Shibata. I loved watching his stuff. It made me uncomfortable even before, you know, the grievous brain injury. Um, because just that strong style makes me itchy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I do not want to see even that little exhibition he had not that long ago. I was like, okay, you had your fun. But like, ugh, I don't please just be okay. That's the episode. That's the name of the episode. Please just be okay. It's like that's who that's what it's gonna be <laughs> that's actually um, really good <laughs> so uh yeah but january 4th um we will probably because we're not going to do the preview shows for wrestle kingdom or day one uh we may not do a full dedicated like review of each of those shows just with the timing maybe we'll do it the week after so it won't be quite as timely but uh are you like, am I, do you think I'm out of line here with what I'm saying? Or like, where, no. where, where do you land? Where did you land when, like, what did you think when you, when you heard this news? Itchy. Cause like, Itchy. <laughs> I'm super excited about it. I would like to think with uh, New Japan being as popular as it is now, like they wouldn't actively throw somebody in the ring that could die. Um, that being said, I didn't put into consideration that I also do believe that Shibata would be perfectly cool with dying in the ring because he almost did it once, um, mm-hmm. which made me itchier now. Um, so this is mainly your fault that I'm not cool with it anymore. Like I was like 50-50, and now I'm like 80-20. <laughs> oh, that's that's the five-star man way, buddy. Just bring it down. <laughs> no, I mean, it's cool, but like also, at the end of the day, like I don't want... I will never put someone's life over their wrestling ability. Shibata's an amazing talent, but at the end of the day, that man is a man first. Like, mm-hmm. his health is what's important to me, not his his work. Sure. So, uh, but yeah, the, it's, it's, and it's so soon, too. Like, it's, like, we are literally just a few, it's, it's, it's hard to believe that we are this close to Wrestle Kingdom already. 2021 was like, wild, man. It was like one of the quickest dumpster <laughs> fires I've ever experienced, but not at the same time. Real, real just like flash fire happening. Yeah. So. Uh, and then the last news story before we, we uh, I'm going to give you just a couple minutes to, to do. We'll do, thing. we'll do the playing with uh, ourselves. I'll put it in the end of year review. Cause I will say what I have tonight is going to be mm-hmm. my best of what that was going to be anyway. So you know what? Tune in in two weeks for the best of to figure out what the playing of yourself, playing with ourselves was going to be. All right, well, Boom. There we go. Uh, then the final story of the night is, uh, I'm going to be honest, not one I was expecting to read. Uh, on Friday at Rampage, we did get the in-ring debut of Hook. And jokes aside, memes aside, bits aside, it was pretty great. He looked like he had been doing this for much longer than he has. Uh, completely confident and just composed. Uh, everything he did looked great. Fuego del Sol, who I don't think is getting enough credit for his role in this match, made Hook look like a billion dollars. Yeah, and it was it was a really really fantastic from the ring. This is he is Hook. Uh, the Action Bronson song for his for his entrance theme, like great AEW, but that's not the story go ahead AEW did everything right with his debut they put hook in there with the perfect person mm-hmm. um hook had the this is and i'm gonna i'm putting everything over he had the perfect attire 
He had the perfect entrance. Um, he even had the perfect entrance uh, movie, which was just his name. Uh, but it <laughs> like it works like it's one of those things where it shouldn't make sense, but it does. Like I, we were talking about it at backstage at Stride, and somebody said like, "Yeah, but he's like really little." So the like, see, somebody didn't like that he turned his back to the guy. He's like, he's too small for that. And then somebody else was like, "No, I don't think you understand like how." well-rounded of an athlete this kid already was Mm -hmm. and like he already has the pedigree of being taz's kid um like it made sense and he he worked it perfectly and i was talking to somebody else about it like we saw ronda rousey for the better part of a year just shit whipping chicks at c or at uh wwe like with her Mm -hmm. judo throws and it was very it was very 80 20 on whether or not they were going to land right whereas every judo scary yeah Every judo throw that Hook did looked believable, but it's the Baron Corbin thing of none of those drops were anything but flat. They were all perfect, like the perfect wrestling bump he put Fuego into. Now, Fuego, you also, Fuego had to work himself to it, but like it was the perfect match of the person getting them there and then the other person taking it perfectly. That's why you're also, Fuego isn't getting the proper credit. I'm very happy that Taz called that out. On Twitter. Yeah. Like, because he very much deserves the credit that he did for Hook on that. Because he made Hook look like a million dollars on a debut. And that's what's, like, super important. Because we've all heard the William Real Goldberg story. Not that that was his debut, but we've all heard that story. Um, yeah. Like, it was just the perfect, like, debut for somebody. And a, and a company that debuted in the same, like, fiscal quarter as Brian <laughs> Danielson and CM Punk. Hook's debut was kind of the coolest out of all of them. I'm not good. Like his first match was, I think, I don't know. I, I don't know if I can go that far because again, like I said, there's a lot of memes. There's a lot of bits. I don't know how much people actually love hook or just love the idea of hook. Um, but I'm, I'm all in on it. I um, don't, I don't love I you. I love the idea of you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the, uh, no, I actually do. Cause, uh, if I know you have, because you watch these yeah. but on the Ethan page vlog, he's just, I'm just here for the ride. Like, God, you're, even Ethan Page is just like, oh, you're too cool to be hanging out with us. Yeah, he's um, like, I was gonna get that hundred and fifty dollars. He would have bullied the you. shit out of me in high school, and I'm just like, I accept. He would bully the that. shit out of you now. You're not. Wrong. <laughs> uh, but that's not the story. Where this isn't the the hook review. Uh, the new story to come from this. Uh, I'm gonna read directly from Pro Wrestling T's Instagram. For the first time since August twentieth. CM Punk is no longer the top-selling shirt of the week on Shop AEW. That now belongs to Hook. <laughs> and there's so many layers to this. One, CM Punk commented on this post that just says, this is cool. Yeah. <laughs> Two, CM Punk merch, you know, it's it's the cross arms with the X, it's the Chicago style. It's a sweet-ass like, shirt. I have it. It's, it's a, a sweet-ass cool shirt. Design. It's a cool design. Do, do you know what the Hook shirt is, Dalton? It's just Hook in the Taz lettering. It's a white t-shirt with just Hook written across it, and the little, there's a little Hook on the, on the K. There's just a little, little Hook hanging out there. I need you to know. I just... I'm gonna... And also... Worth noting because uh, this is something Ethan Page pointed out in his uh, when he him and uh, Ruby Soho were doing their competition. White shirts don't sell. Oh yeah, people don't want a white shirt. People want this white shirt. People want this ho- the the hook shirt. I'm gonna let you know, and I'm not set like I'm not being contrary for the sake of being contrary. I'm saying it because I see wrestling like Twitter. It's not the most shocking thing in the world to me. That he outsold CM... Uh-oh. Pause. Pause. So I just... I wanted to get a higher... Like, a better look at it. Like, because because the, the image on the Instagram post is very small. So I was just like, you know... Oh, no. It doesn't have a little hook. It's the AEW logo that's right underneath it. And it oh. was so small, it made it look like a hook. Um, So it is literally just a plain white shirt that says hook. The reason that I started laughing is because when I typed in AEW hook it auto filled into shirtless oh yeah which means that is something that people are regularly googling 
Oh, I love it. But no, I love it. what I was saying is I'm not super surprised this happened. Now, I will be surprised if he has the top selling shirt for like three weeks in a row. Sure. Um, Because this is one of those, this is the biggest meme in wrestling in a while. Like, and don't get me wrong. It's amazing. I love everything about it. I remember a couple, like a couple months ago when he started doing the Ethan, like the few times he did the Ethan Page blogs. I was like, I've seen him on AEW, but I don't get it. And then seeing how he interacts with literally everything, I'm like, that's why the internet loves him. So it makes sense the second they're like, hey, we have a Hook shirt, and he just had this really good debut, and we haven't had Hook merch yet. It's like, well, yeah, he's going to be the top-selling shirt that week. Um, it's awesome that he beat CM Punk, uh, and I hope that like royalties check hits him like a ton of bricks. That'll be cool. But yeah, no, it's pretty fantastic <laughs> that it's also just the most basic shirt in the world. Because again, everything they've done with this character is perfect. There has not been a single misstep as of December sixteenth. Even down to the even down to the fucking merch, they are just knocking it out of the park every time. It's disgusting, and I'm I'm here for it. Yeah, it's 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 fantastic. It's and I'm I'm very excited to see what else they do with him, uh, and to see him go a little bit more of a longer form match. But uh, but that is going to do it for this week, this show, this year in the nerdiest part of the ring thank you every single one of you who has tuned in who has reviewed has rated has listened has shared uh anything has followed us on twitter you know any little bit of support uh is mind-blowing to me that you would care what i like dalton i kind of get but like what i have to say because i'm dumb it's fine um but this is it thank you so much i've completely derailed my own train of thought this is what I'm talking about of like, why do people listen to this? Because then this happens. Um, but that is it for the year. Uh, we will be back on January 6th with the best of show. We want to hear from you. We want to know what your favorite things in wrestling were match promo wrestler uh, toy. Uh, if there was, you know, if there was a big, just something unrelated that we haven't even thought of, let us know. What did you love? Um, be sure to keep an eye out for that let us know send us a dm either either of us on twitter i'm at the five star man with the number five dalton is pz 85 d anthony of course the show's twitter is at nerdiest part uh and then you can of course leave a comment you know comment on this post that i put up um i'm also going to have a link to the gofundme for uh lando del toro in this episode as well so if you are in a position that you're able to give please please do um, you can find that in the show notes. Uh, but until next time, thank you. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. I'm very, very excited to to keep this going and to see what the next year brings. But like I said, any bit of support that you have given us, uh, even if it is just listening this far into the episode, uh, it really, really means the world to us. Thank you. <laughs>